Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Welcome everybody to this hour of worship. My name is Ray Garcia and I'm the lead pastor here at Roxborough Church. In response to the trying times of COVID-19, three area churches, Watershed Church, Wissahickon Church and Roxborough Church have joined together to offer what we are hoping and praying is an inspiring and encouraging time of worship, prayer, and a strong word from the Lord. A few weeks ago, the idea of having a stay-at-home order seemed a lot like a novel and fun long winter Christmas break. But now, three weeks later, without a sight of knowing when this will be lifted, It has moved to a sense of uneasiness and fear and concerns. And if that's where you're at, I want to let you know three things. Number one, you're not alone. Number two, sit back during this hour and allow the music and the prayers and the teaching to minister to your heart as you're encouraged. And then number three, when we emerge on the other side, when the feelings are behind us and what is ahead of us is nothing but the pure example of God's love on display. Then, together, like our three churches on display here, then together we will indeed go forward being the people of God. So come, listen in one second to this. If you hear it, that's the sound. The people are starting to gather again. There's a swell in the center of town, and there he is. It's the king. He's coming, side-saddle on the donkey, because today is Palm Sunday. Friends, when we would gather together in what was previously the, the norm, we would have a time during the worship service when we would honor God by bringing our gifts and our tithes and our offerings and that act of giving to God through the local church, it was, it was an act of worship. It was, it was intended to be a reflection of our hearts that were maturing as we grew as disciples. Well, let me invite you now, wherever you're at, take a moment to prayerfully commit what you would like to bring to the Lord today. After this time of worship is over and we're done, uh, teach that the teaching is complete and we're done with our song we want we want to invite you to go ahead and click on the links that are in the description of this service and make a gift you might be thinking right now how can i make a gift in a time when when everything seems so uneasy let me just encourage you my god is a provider my god is a restorer My God desires for you and for me to come before him and say, God, it's yours. So in the same way we've given him our songs of worship, in the same way we'll give him our attention to the preached word today and going forward, would you bring your gifts to the Lord? I'm going to go ahead and pray for that now. And during that time of prayer, I want to invite you to make a commitment of how you'll give. Father God, we thank you for the chance to to gather, though distant from one another, present with you. 
And God, we believe that during times of worship, we honor you not just with with what we say and not even just with what we do when we're there, but we honor you with, with giving to you. And God, we know that in days like today, the church is needed more than ever in our community. So God, as this message goes out to many, I pray, God, that you would continue to move our hearts, those of us who who know you, those of us who, who love you, to be a part of saying yes to supporting the local church. Might we make it a habit to regularly move in in a time of worship and respond by giving to you our best. So God, whatever you've laid on our hearts and however we respond at the end of this hour of worship, I pray that you not only receive it, but you would be honored by it. We pray this together for every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey kids, Pastor Ricky here for our Kids Challenge this morning. Uh, For the month of April, our Kids Challenge series is called Level Up. If you're like me, you like video games, and in video games, there's always that next level to beat, right? And usually each level you get becomes a little bit more difficult, but it also comes with sweet rewards afterwards. Together, we're going to be learning that we can level up in our faith, and we do this by fixing our eyes on Jesus. And so gather around the TV, grab your Bibles, and let's jump into it. Our big idea for this morning is that Jesus trusted God. We're going to be reading and learning together about a really important moment in Jesus's life when Jesus was asked to do something really hard. Jesus was with his friends called disciples, and they were walking to Gethsemane to find rest. And so let's pick up in our story to find out what happens next. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. He said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. He began to be sad and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sad. I feel close to death. Stay here. Keep watch with me. He went a little farther. Then he fell with his face to the ground. He prayed, My father, if it is possible, take this cup of suffering away from me. But let what you want be done, not what I want. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray. Then you won't fall into sin when you are tempted. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Jesus went away a second time. He prayed, My father, is it possible for this cup to be taken away? But if I must drink it, may what you want be done. Then he came back. Again he found them sleeping. They couldn't keep their eyes open, so he left them and went away once more. For the third time, he prayed the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples. He said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come. The Son of Man is about to be handed over to sinners. Get up. Let us go. Here comes the one who is handing me over to them. Jesus knew what God was asking him to do and that it would be really challenging. Jesus knew that the guards would hurt him and eventually nail him to the cross and that he would die. But Jesus trusted God. 
And he knew that if he did this, that God would allow us to be forgiven of our sins and have a relationship with God forever if we trust in him. And so, kids, what are some ways that God is asking you to step outside your comfort zone? I know a lot of times being uh, around siblings, being indoors, and, and the situation that we're in, God might be calling you to do something really challenging. Maybe it's the homework that you're doing. Maybe it's being around your siblings for long periods of time, and God's asking you to go out of your way to love them well this week. And whatever it is, know that you can trust God, and God will give you the strength to be able to do that thing that he's calling you to do. And so I encourage you, encourage you to ask God what God is asking you to do this week, to step outside your comfort zone. And just like Jesus, we can be honest with God, and we can also trust that God will give us the strength to do what he's asking us to do. And so, kids, would you pray with me as we think about those things and as we get ready to hear Pastor Charlie this morning? Father God, thank you so much that we see Jesus' example in the garden, that he was honest about how he felt enduring this situation, but he was willing to go through it because he trusted you. God, would you help us this week when we find ourselves challenged by whatever it is you're asking us to do, that we would trust you and that we would surrender to you knowing that you're good and knowing that you've got us. And God, would you bless this morning's message, bless Pastor Charlie, And God, allow us to be transformed by what we hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Charlie from Wissahagan Church. Just want to come to encourage you today on this Palm Sunday. I know it's unusual that we're not all gathered in the sanctuary together. And believe me when I tell you, I miss you guys. And I wish that you was here. But due to the circumstances, we're bringing service to you in your home just so everyone can remain safe during this pandemic. But I still thank God for his mercy and his grace, and I thank God for his loving kindness, and I still thank God for his presence. So let's go right into the word of God. We're going to come out of John chapter 12, verse 12 through 23. And if you have your Bibles handy, turn with me and read along. It reads, the next day, The great crowd had come for the festival, heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, do not fear Or be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all of this. Only after Jesus was glorified did he realize that these things had been written about him and these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him, when he called, Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed these signs, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the world, the whole world has gone after him. Now there were some Greeks amongst those 
who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethesda and Galilee, with a request. They said, Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip said to Andrew, and Andrew and Philip turned to told Jesus. And Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the reading of your word. I ask that you would walk into the hearts and the minds of your people. Father, I pray that it will be an encouraging word and strengthening word in this dark hour, that your light would shine so ever bright. And Lord, I appreciate your presence. I thank you for your presence. In Christ's name I pray, amen. As a title, during this time of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, we forevermore, even now, are waiting for a Savior. We are waiting the arrival of a Savior. Note that in the first scripture it says, the next day, the great crowd had come to the festival and heard that Jesus was on his way. Sometimes we gather in church simply for the festivities. We tend to draw more people around these holiday times, around these celebrations of our Christian holiday or our Christian faith. Now, don't get me wrong. We really enjoy your presence. We really love to share with you, and we really love to, 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 to fellowship with you. But what joy does it bring us, or what reason for our gathering is the presence of the Lord isn't there? If Jesus is not in the midst of it or he's not the center of it, what joy does it bring? What is the reason for our gathering? And so next time when we gather, because this too shall pass, the only thing that will stand the test of time is the word of God. And so when this pass and we get the opportunity to come back together and join in in corporate worship, come with the expectation that you're going to receive a word from God, that you're coming to see the presence of God and you're coming to see a move of God and you want to come and fellowship and worship in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's not take for granted all the time that we're going to be able to meet. Sometimes we're not going to be able to meet, but there is a great meeting that we are preparing to meet, and that is the most important meeting that we need to be ready and prepared for, and that's when Jesus returns. And so these people had gathered because they wanted to, to experience this overwhelming, this never-ending, this reckless love of God, that they heard that this, this Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. This Jesus had performed miracles. This Jesus had walked on water. This Jesus had calmed the sea and the raging storm. This Jesus had healed and gave sight to the blind. This Jesus is still amongst us. This Jesus is still saving souls. This Jesus is still present with us. And knowing that and drawing close to him, you will experience his love in these troubling times. He teaches in the Bible that we are more than conquerors because we believe and we trust in him. And so when the questions come and the anxieties come, the Bible says, what shall we say about these things? If God is before us, who can be against us? It's like finding hope 
in God when you trust in the Lord. Pastor Ray spoke on that two weeks ago. It's like realizing that we are the beneficiaries of God's good grace. Like Pastor Eric spoke on it last week. The word that you heard was preached to encourage your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things yet not seen, but by it the elders obtained a good testimony and a good report. And see, that takes us back to the gathering. Why did they gather and they waited for the arrival of a Savior? Because they heard of the good reports. They heard of the good testimonies of those who experienced the miracles and the healings and how they spoke of peace from this Jesus and how they spoke of love from this Jesus. This Jesus that raised the dead. This Jesus that that loosed the bounds and set the captives free. Remember, we are made alive just like Lazarus was in Christ as believers. So don't lose your testimony. Don't lose your faith. Don't be shaken. Don't let fear and anxiety put you to a halt. Don't lose hope. Don't let your faith be shaken. But let it be steered towards the righteousness of God, knowing that he is seated in the high heavens at the right hand of the father, still is willing to come riding low on a donkey's coat right where you are. He said, here I am in Revelations. He says, here I am. I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come and and eat with this person and this person with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father in his throne. Whoever hears or whoever has ears to hear, let the Spirit say to the churches, and I hope you're hearing, Jesus is still knocking on the doors of your heart. Jesus is still arriving in the places where you are, in your dwelling places. Jesus is still riding through your cities and through our nation and through our towns. Jesus is still riding. He's still looking to see who desires to have him, who is desired to worship him, who is willing to trust him, who is willing to stand firm and believe in his awesomeness. If I was you, I would still be willing to shout, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel, for he still sits high and look low. He's still willing to save you. He's still willing to deliver you. I know there's no palms this Sunday. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't fold the palm up this year. And make a cross and put it on my dashboard. There will be no palms that I'll lay on the family photograph on on the shelves of my home. There's no palms that I'll be walking in the door. No elders at the door to pass out the palms. But if I can take you for a second to Mark chapter 11 verse 8. It says many people spared their cloaks on the road because they didn't have palms. Not everybody has the palms. Not everybody can wave a palm. It, it wasn't all palms in everybody's hands. Some was taken off layers. They was taken off their coats to lay down as Jesus rode in. They was trusting God. They was praising them in any way, in any how that they can. 
We know that we don't have the palms, but I'm sure you got a jacket. I'm sure you have a coat. If not, take off your shirt, lay it down, and expect the king to come into your dwelling place. You can still lift up the name of Jesus right where you are. He is still so ever-present. He is still entering the gates. He is still preparing a way for us. It's the Bible says that while others spread palms, they cut them down off the field, and they begin to lay them down. But those who went ahead, like we went on ahead to record this message for you. We went on ahead to record this service. So we're in here. It's about eight of us, but we're in here praising God. We're here in here with our faith still tied to the Savior, still expecting an arrival of our Savior, still expecting a great move of God. And so here we are preparing the way. And it says those who follow still shouted. And so I hope that you're standing up in your homes. I hope that you're standing up in your workplaces. And I hope that you're willing to shout, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king that is coming in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest of heaven. Are you willing to show an expression of your love? Are you willing to submit to the will of God? Are you willing to lay down a cloak for him? Because he is willing to lay down his life for you. If the answer is yes, Jesus replied, the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. The key of God expressing his love is in John 3.16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. The thing that I love the most is though we are in difficult times, though our fear and anxieties are questions that we have that are unanswered, there is a word that comes from heaven. There is a, a savior that comes from heaven, that is willing to lift us up. His love is willing to lift us up. His expression of his love, his faith that he endured in us, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is our king, and our expectation of him and being in his presence should be ever more now because we can't control what's going on, but God can. The death is all around us, but God has surrounded his own. He is still building hedges around us. He is still holding us safely in his arm. He still comforts us. He is still our comfort, our hope, our everlasting. He is still so ever-present with us. And if you, like me, want to be in the presence of the Lord... Just repeat this after me. Just say, Jesus, come. My Savior, my Deliverer, my King, come into my dwelling place and become the Lord and the Master of my home, my house, my heart, my community, my nation, my world. Become who you are, the saving grace. And we thank you, Jesus for your eternal expression of love towards us. And we give you praise. Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he that come 
in the name of the Lord. Amen. If you don't mind to pray with me. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to reach your people where they are. But Lord, I can only go where the screen is. But your spirit can flow beyond because your word is everlasting and you are omnipotent. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your gift. I thank you that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can think of or imagine. Lord, I pray that your love surrounds us continuously. And Father, that you begin to strip the layers of fear and anxiety and settle us, Lord Jesus, with the spirit of peace in our hearts and our minds and with the spirit of love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm forgiven. I invite you and remind you to consider giving today. Um, at the end of the service, when we wrap up, if, if you would just click on one of those links and prayerfully give what God's asked you to give to support the ministry of your church. You know, Brother Charlie just brought a great message about the King is coming. And he's coming because he loves you and he loves me. And, you know, God is everywhere we believe he's omnipresent. That means there's nowhere he can't be. There's nowhere he isn't. And so God is in your home. But my question for you today is, is Jesus in your heart? Is Jesus Lord of your life? You know, Jesus came here to earth so that you could come to God. You know, the Bible tells us that God demonstrates his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, the Bible is full of invitations. God is constantly inviting us into a relationship with him. And I just want to today to read the very last invitation that we find in the Bible. It's in the the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. It's in chapter 22 of the book of Revelation, the very last chapter of the Bible. And we find it in verse 17. And it says this, the spirit and the bride say, come and let him who hears say, come, whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. So my question for you today is, will you come? Will you come to Jesus? I didn't ask what you've done. I didn't ask what you're doing now. I didn't ask what you're going to do 10 years from now. What I'm asking you today is, will you come to Jesus? Are you thirsty? Jesus says, come and drink. He doesn't just say, if you're a good person. He doesn't just say, if you live here. He says, whoever is thirsty, let him come and take the free gift of the water of life. So will you come to Jesus today on this first day of the Holy Week where we celebrate the sacrifice of Jesus Christ dying on the cross, but it doesn't end there. On Friday, he dies, but Sunday is coming. Sunday is coming, and on Sunday, he raises victorious from the grave because he conquers death. He conquers our fears. He conquers a pandemic, and he offers you, and he offers me eternal life if we will come. So please, I beg of you, 
whoever you are, come to Jesus. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in with us this morning. Please join us next Sunday as we celebrate together Easter Sunday this week as we mourn our Savior's death, but we look forward joyfully to his resurrection. Uh, We will see you then next Sunday at 9 a.m. So I don't think they see everything I've been doing. They're more concerned about the numbers instead of the movement. Like how many people showed up to your last show? Instead of asking about the saved souls, they'd rather save the souls on the sneakers. About to spend a sack of some Adidas, chasing after things with no meaning. Leaving the spirit grievous, so what you really seeking? Just don't be misled when it gets bad. It ain't all good, but I'm going to trust God. Give him my all. Why will I stall? Because I got passion deep in my heart, playing my part. How can I go wrong? I know I'm called to shine in the dark so far and wide. You keep me on. Yeah, you keep me gone. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at roxboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.